Craig and Lucky on 947. In the morning, we know it's tough to get up. So we want to help you wake up and smell the truth. I've got three news headlines. One of them is true. The other two are 100% completely false. You have to try and solve them. Okay. So well, you can SMS us on 84 Tell us what you think, uh, which story you think is yeah, true. Yeah, send us a little WhatsApp voice note. Tell us uh, what you think. Uh, headline number one, Matthew McConaughey, Mr. Alright, 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 is now a professor at the University of Texas. Okay. Uh, headline number two. Uh, two altar boys have been uh, arrested in Spain for putting the devil's lettuce in the sensor burner. The devil's lettuce. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, and then headline number three, South African footballer Percy Tao. He's been making incredible waves in Belgium at the moment yeah. uh, at Club Bruges. Uh, is very excited after the UEFA Champions League announcement. They're going to be training in South Africa for a short while. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So those are your headlines. Matthew McConaughey is now a professor at the University of Texas. That's fake because why would you earn $25 a movie and go to... Are you going to match my salary to what I earned in Interstellar? No? Yeah, I guess I'll take take the job. I do it for the passion. Yeah, I do it for the passion. Uh, Two altar boys have been arrested for putting uh, the devil's lettuce in the sensor burner. Yeah, listen, they're very strict in the the Catholic. Yeah, I kind of started out as a joke for the two altar boys. And then, and then the third one is Percy Tao. I don't think that's happening. I don't think they're going to train in South Africa. Yeah, Club like, Rouge are coming through South Africa. Whenever like Man United come here to train, they always send the C team. <laughs> uh, wake oh. up and smell the truth. Let us know. Uh, send us a voice note. Which one's uh, uh, is real? Hey, Greg and Lucky. Good morning. It's Rayno here. Option two: the Spanish boys. Sounds the most plausible to me. The also, real one is Matthew McConaughey becoming a lecturer at the University of Texas. I think the truth is the two oak in Spain. The first one is true. The Matthew McConaughey one is definitely true because he hasn't done a movie in like forever. So he needs a job. He has a whole family now. <laughs> I love how she, she summed up his entire life. He hasn't done a movie in a while. He mm. has children. He needs a job. It's got to be that one. Okay. Which one is it? Um, you've definitely woken up and smelled the truth. Matthew McConaughey is now a professor at the University of Texas. Really? Yeah, he's taken up a job uh, in the Department of Radio, Television and Film. I I just, I mean, how do you take him seriously? I mean, I understand. Like, listen, he's an actor, mm. a thespian, but really... I'd listen, I'd, I mean, I think it'd be cool. One please. of the greatest works of mine was when Jessica Alba and I jumped into the <laughs> bottom of the water with our shirts off. And then in another movie, I had my shirt off. <laughs> yes. And another and movie. This, this movie as well, I had my shirt off. As you see, I like having my shirt off because that is what acting is about. Uh, all, well, right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Uh, they've woken up, you've up, and uh, you have smelt the truth uh, in just a little bit. We're going to play the Goldrush City 10,000 Rand Pop Quiz. If you want to register, 947.co.za. 947. If you have lied on your CV, you can spend up to five years in prison. Yo. This is all because of the National Qualifications Framework Amendment Act. So Ramaphosa signed in last week. If you lie on your CV now, you can get a fine or spend up to five years in prison for just saying, mm, no, 
Now, that, that happened a lot in government, isn't it? Is that maybe there why were a couple, I think there were yeah. a couple of people who came out with a, oopsie, I didn't actually get that. Yeah. Technically, not that whole degree. I just did a bit of that degree. This reminds me of when I was working in advertising as an mm-hmm. art director, a guy came for an interview, went for an interview. Now, in advertising, you don't have a CV, you have a portfolio. Yeah. And it shows your work that you've done. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd be terrified. <laughs> guy arrives at job. Shows the creative director's portfolio, creative director, then looks through it, and then you have a conversation. He's like, "Oh, how did you, how do, you do, this? do this? What is the campaign? Is this? Oh, this is Sony. Oh, this is beautiful. Really." He shows the creative director this job. The creative director's like, "This is really nice," and he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "How did you come up with this?" Yeah, I know we did this, and you know, I actually brainstormed this. The creative director did this job. Oh, it was no. his company that came up with this entire mm. uh, concept, the idea for it. He, The creative director then goes, dude, just hold on, I've got to show my team this. Goes and gets the team that came up with the idea. Oh my God. That executed the idea, that shot the TV ads <laughs> for the idea. And I'm talking as big as like, you know, like those massive beer, like like Hansa commercials or Ams, like one of those yeah. huge ones that everyone like sees on the rugby. And then he calls the whole team in. Da, da, da. He ended up posting about it and saying, saying do not hire this guy. This kid not only didn't research our company yeah. to find out if we did it, but yeah. he lied about it on the seat. On like, his... research your lie then, if you're going <laughs> if to If you're going to lie, research your lie. <laughs> do, it, do it properly. Like, how bad is that? That is bad. And I think that person actually doesn't work in advertising. He, like, they couldn't get a job. Mm. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, we want to know, have, have, have you lied on your CV? No, you can be anonymous. Or have you caught somebody out in a lie on their CV? Because yeah. now the South African Qualifications Authority... Yeah. They will clamp down on you. They've got to register and they will name and shame people who lie on this. Series. Yes, I know Java. I can, I can, I, I, I love Java. I, Java. I use Java all the time. I have it in my coffee. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, give us a ring 011 or pop us a quick little voice note. Claire, what happened with you? Hi, so we, um, I'm a dietitian and we've got a private practice and we hired a dietitian to work with us. And then later we found out she started, she actually started running this whole own sideline business using all our IT. But was lying and saying she has an MBA from UCT, saying she has a PhD in functional medicine, saying she's the president of the Dietetic Association, like all these lies. And we called her in on it and she's like, oh, the, the IT guys did it and making all these excuses. She never removed it. We actually fired her. And subsequently, I see she's still doing it. She hasn't stopped. I checked yesterday and she's still doing it. So when I saw the, what the article you're speaking about, I was like, well, actually, it's time to go and report this chick because she's not stopping. Ew. And she's a dietitian. <laughs> yeah, so she's got ethical like regulations, no scar on that one. She's no, no, you can no. have that McDonald's burger. Listen, you can have you can have you can have four blocks of butter. Four blocks won't kill you. Six blocks though, those those oh, will get you. Okay, oh, thanks, yeah. Claire. Oh. Like if you're gonna lie, like like a dietitian is not something no. that you can mess with. And PhDs. Yeah, PhDs. <laughs> Uh, I really don't know about this, but if you sit for two years without work and the people just see your CV and do nothing about that, I mean, you must lie about something to make it better to get the job. <laughs> hey, look, you got to pimp, pimp your CV, make it look nice. Cindy, what happened with you? Hi, okay, so I'm in recruitment and um, I was advertising for two different jobs. One was for a .NET developer yeah. and the other one was for a sales executive. So the same guy applied for both <laughs> but with two completely different TVs. Like the one he went to some IT uh, institution to study everything he needed to study and on the other one he has like an IM in, in marketing and all of that kind of stuff. 
so it turned out that the guy actually never did anything IT related. <laughs> he was a car salesman. Let's. Oh, I mean. <laughs> You know, if you just spend all the time faking your CVs, you could actually, actually get a degree. <laughs> <laughs> you could get in on that. Greg and Lucky on 947. This morning, we want you to wake up and smell the truth. I've got three headlines for you. Uh, you need to help Lucky and Karabo decide which ones are true and which ones are false. Headline number one, a death row inmate eats a Bible as his last meal. Headline number two, NASA astronaut accused of the first space crime. <laughs> Uh, and uh, just a couple of months after Sam West was born through a surrogate, the Kardashian Wests want another baby. Which one is true? The first one I think I said is not true. Surely. Yeah, the first one can't be true. And Because how can you turn down KFC as your final meal? Thank you. And for the uh, Wests, if you made such beautiful babies, obviously you'd want a fifth one. So I believe that one. Okay, let's mm-hmm. see what you had to say. How's it, guys? I think the second one is not true. Space crimes? Never. Yeah. There's no jurisdiction there. Morning, Greg and Lakeem. I think the Kim Kardashian one is true. Kim loves a big family. And she's not going to be carrying the baby, so she can easily get another surrogate and get another baby. Um, the space one, I think that one is just false. The Bible one, I also think that one is true. Gosh, I hope I'm right. When you get to heaven and they're like, and you're like, oh, I made it. And they're like, no, no, we just wanted to know, why why the Bible? Why did you have to eat What was the tastiest chapter? <laughs> <laughs> that one cancels out all no. your sins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the truth is the second headline. NASA what? astronaut accused of the first space crime. <laughs> what? So the other two are false. The other two are 100% false. <laughs> Thank goodness. No one must eat the Bible. Okay. Let's and I think we've got enough. Got yeah. acid wastes as yeah, well. Yeah, we've got way too many wastes. Anne McLean spent 203 days on the International Space Station and mm-hmm. she and her uh, estranged wife weren't having such a great time together. Uh-huh. She accessed her bank accounts. <laughs> From space. From space. From space. When they then traced it, the domain said NASA. <laughs> and she was like, oh, well, I think I know someone. <laughs> That is outrageous. Uh, so, so Andy, sorry, ma'am, do you know anyone that could be hacking your bank account from space? Yes, I do, actually. My ex-wife is up in the International Space Station as we speak. So then does the crime count? The crime can't count because there's no laws in space, surely. Yeah. We, haven't, we haven't created laws. But I think she works for an American company, so she's governed by American laws. Uh. I've got to be honest. She's a woman. She's in space. Let's give her a break, okay? She's, she's done amazing things, okay? I think let's give her... Let's, like, let's just say this what one. What if she was accessing your bank account? And something that's never been done before. There exactly. you go. It's history. It's history. It's history in the making. I think let's give her <laughs> oh, a round yeah. of applause. Yeah. That's what I think. Of all the space people I'm going to think of, <laughs> Yuri Gagarin, uh, Neil Armstrong, and then... And Anne. And McLean. And McLean, <laughs> The yeah. first space crime. <laughs> This is Greg and Lucky on 947. Asking uh, someone to take off their shoes in your home seems like a ridiculous idea, but apparently it's it's a law that some people live by. You just went to somebody's house yeah. and they asked you, and you hadn't seen them in a while. It's and not like, like a close years. friend. And they were like, hey, can you just take your shoes? I, I, I'm going to be a bit nasty. Were they, were they like hippies? No, they were. No. They were actually like they wore shoes every day. They just, yeah, they're very pedantic about it. Clean house. Yeah. We want to know what rules do, do you, you enforce? That your friends probably don't agree with and they probably don't like sometimes. Chanel, what's your rule? <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, so, our rule is that we are not allowed to take our cell phones into the bedroom. 
Speaker is Zain, we don't talk to each other. And we are recently married, so we decided that's a, a good rule to have. That's that's cool. That's very good. <laughs> that's very good. Okay. Um, yeah. Shanah, I just want to find out, has there, has there been an increase in activities in the bedroom <laughs> as a result of this rule? <laughs> of course it is. They're newly married. <laughs> yeah, so the problem, okay, we got married in Jan and then um, we didn't have a TV. So we watched a series on the laptop in the bedroom and then we were on our phones and like, oh. we were talking to each other and that's where the problem started. And then we said, yeah, we're going to enforce this rule and it's been seven months and so far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. That's fantastic. Yeah. Chanel expecting soon. It's yeah. very exciting. Let us know my what rule is simple, dude. Just don't smoke in my car. Do not eat. A freaking pie in my car. <laughs> if you ever, if you ever like thinking to yourself, "Whew, I haven't made a mess in a while. How can I make a mess? Go buy a pie oh. and then eat it anyway." Actually, there should be an Olympic competition. It's the eating pie competition. Let's yeah. see who can make the least amount of mess. R- R- Ryan, the the producer for the Breakfast Club. He said he got a new car, went to go show his in-laws. His mother-in-law was like, oh, lovely car. She's sitting in the back seat, winds down the window and lights up a smoke. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, do uh, tell us, what is the rule your uncle enforces? <laughs> okay, so literally it, it, it's been 18 years since my uncle started doing this, right? Uh-huh. Um, so, he, so, so he has this class that he has. Uh, so what happens is every time before anyone goes into his car, it doesn't matter how many people it is, he he, he wipes the soles uh, the soles of his shoes like literally every time. <laughs> so when he gets out a rag and wipes the bottom of your shoe, no matter what. No matter what, come rain thunder, he does it every day. <laughs> He'd be a terrible, terrible getaway driver for a bank robbery. No, 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 no. Watch, wipe your feet before you get into this car. Damn and also, and do like, who's he expecting in his car? You know, like, like you is know? the is the president like coming the president. to be like, ooh, yeah. The- this, yeah. oh, this baby is clean. <laughs> but you know, until I, uh, I had my kids, I, I didn't understand why. You know, it, 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 it's a household cleaning the car, I promise you. Yo. <laughs> I think I'll start enforcing that myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think once you have kids in a car, I was in a car yeah. where there was a Cokey left in the back seat. Oh. Mm. This looks like the canvas I wanted to paint. Yeah, early Picasso at the back seat there was a nightmare. <laughs> Thanks, Mdu. Uh, we're talking about those rules you enforce. If someone comes to my house for supper, if it's family, friends, um, business partners, I make them wash their hands before they eat. Morning, Greg and Lucky. I'm a teacher and I will not accept anything typed in Times New Roman or in Comic Sans. <laughs> Amen. Unacceptable. Amen. Yeah, how's it? Hey, I'm from Joburg and uh, I yeah. rule no carbs after seven. Oh. You love his. 947 loves you. You may think you're lucky. Maybe you've got more than a couple hundred on the lottery before. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just, just good things seem to happen to you. You are in no way as lucky as Gordon. Gordon, uh, you are probably the luckiest person in the world. Tell us your story, man. In 2004, we were sitting at my mother-in-law's place, uh, watching an airplane come land. We lived a couple of kilometers away, or a kilometer away from Virginia Airport. Yeah. He didn't transfer the fuel from outside tanks to inside tank, and uh, his one engine started spluttering. All he had to do was put it on the ground, but he tried to go around. 
and he stuck it into a house very close by to us. So we ran down and pulled this magnificent uh, Austrian family out of the house. Everyone survived. Okay, so that's event one. In 2005, so then the next, next event. The next event was 2010. We were driving through to the World Cup and saw a plane do an emergency landing right in front of us on the on the freeway. And then the next event was a, was a fun one. We were in Zanzibar and having a fantastic holiday there with a, my best friend's uh, wedding. And one time went bankrupt while we were there. So we had to try and get home from Zanzibar, from Stonetown on our own. We chartered two airplanes. Uh, I was the lucky one who got put in the, the plane that crashed. The poor guy, uh, poor pilot, he was very proud of the fact that he qualified in Nelspade quite recently. And uh, he just messed up the landing and we bounced about four times and then went nose first into this magnificent four kilometer long runway. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So, so now you've now you've actually experienced your own crash firsthand. Okay, so that's event three. Uh, yes, and then event four, we were camping down the coast at uh, a place called the Lobo, and we just heard of a plane crash on the beach. A poor guy ran out of fuel and stuck it down on the beach, and the nose dug in and it flipped flipped over onto its uh, onto its head. Okay, now at this point, uh, Gordy, are you going, something is weird, a lot of planes are crashing around my vicinity. Maybe I should not fly. <laughs> No, not really. Hey. To be honest, I, I watch air, air crash investigation and, and I believe it's the safest for, form of transport. But now, was that the last event? No, the last event showed uh, the, the police helicopter here at Virginia Airport. Now, I do have my officers at the airport. Um, please don't tell them about my track record because they'll probably evict us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, shame the guys were practicing landing without the hydraulics and police helicopter managed to uh, tip over um, last week, I think it was. Whew, so five out, of, five you, out of nine lives. You, you yeah, you done and dusted, eh? So yeah, four left. You've only four got four left. left. <laughs> four left. <laughs> we could get wiped out crossing the street tomorrow. So let's uh, let's live each day for, for for what it is. Thanks for sharing your story. I, I can't believe how unbelievably lucky you've been. Yeah. Well, there we go. I think I just need to take a lottery ticket today. Then uh, happy days. I, I want to know if there's anyone that's luckier than him, or even lucky like him, because I don't think you could be able to find. Someone. How many times have you dodged death? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not accepting any answers below. Uh, or three. above two or yeah, three. three. It's, yeah, it's got to be at it's least gotta three. Be, it's got to be, yeah, three minimum. How many times have you dodged death? Give us a call, 011-8838-947. Otherwise, you can pop us a short little WhatsApp voice note. It's uh, 084-00-00-947. Greg and Lucky on 947. We wanted to know about your little brushes with death. How's it, guys? Um, so when I used to live in London, I was going to visit a friend in Malaysia. And I... I had a flight booked and anyway, long story short, I'm, I messed up the date and missed my flight. Um, but that flight turned out to be MH17, the one that got <gasps> shot down over, oh. over Ukraine. So I guess that's the closest I've ever been to oh. to death, I guess. I'm sorry, that is good. I've got goosebumps. I've got complete my body. Oh my gosh. There must be loads of missed plane stories similar to that, not only with crashes, but like if I didn't miss the plane, then I wouldn't have met this person. 9 11, a famous actor, Mark Wahlberg, was supposed, supposed to be on 9 11 on one of the planes. Yeah. Janet, uh, you've, you've dodged the Grim Reaper three times. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> tell, tell us your story. Um, back in 97, I went to one of those cold cops raves and a friend of mine stayed over for the night, so I took him back home the next morning and I was rushing back home. Yeah. Because uh, it was raining at his house, so I 
rushing back to tell my mom, don't have to wash me, the rain's coming, and as I was driving around Alan's neck, I hit, I aquaplaned, I hit the puddle of water, and I went off the edge there, so it's basically like a sheer drop. Yeah. Um, my car flipped a couple of times, and yeah, I survived that one with just a, a cut on the back of my head. Oh. Um, and then the second one, uh, we were in Mozambique for a friend's wedding, and the very last day, uh, we were leaving early in the morning at like 4 a.m. And I was cooking breakfast, and the gas oven exploded. Oh, <laughs> and I got from my knees down. My one friend, he went running the one way, I went running the other way, but luckily I was just burned. But yeah, 22 hour trip home back to Sunning Hill Hospital with burnt legs, second degree. Jeez. And then. The third one, uh, we were in the States last year in Washington, and we went to a tiki bar and had a little bit of a ride and tan. Mm-hmm. And after that, I was running, we were actually walking, and uh, we were waiting for our Uber, and my hubby was on the other side of the road. And obviously, yeah, we look left, and then we look right, but <laughs> I don't know what called me, but luckily I looked right at the last minute on an ambulance. I nearly got knocked over by a speeding ambulance. Well, at Luckily, least... it was an ambulance. Yeah, they would, have been, they would have been there to help you. I beg your pardon? They at least would have been there to help you. Oh, Ooh. my yeah, exactly. Janet... So, those are my three. Two, two, three of these incidents have happened while you're travelling. I'm never, ever travelling yes. with you, and you yeah. should warn your friends before <laughs> they do. Oh, jeez. Me and my dad has dodged death quite a few times. He's an adrenaline junkie, so that explains the whole thing. Rookie. But he's broken his back while skydiving. I think it was twice. His heart has stopped about three times on an operating table when they were trying to put in a pacemaker, which was supposed to help his heart from stop stopping. <laughs> and my dad's been shocked by lightning while we were all river tubing down the river mm. and lightning just decided to strike all of us and he was the main person that got shocked I also did but uh, my dad's definitely either Superman or he's made out of steel so yeah, yeah. shame this poor man just can't get an out eh? he just wants to leave and they just won't let him Greg and Lucky on 947 I never thought that I would ever have to sue somebody what but I got close Sometimes you get into that situation where you're like, oh no, I'm yeah. going to have to follow mm, a lawyer. I promised myself when I was younger that I'd never have to, if I never needed to use a lawyer, I I, I wouldn't want to. Mm. Because, you know, but I uh, bought a brand new house, very excited, got the brand new house. When I bought the house, the lady that uh, sold me the house said to me, um, oh yeah, this is this room, this is this. And then we were walking in the one room and she said, oh yeah, these curtains, I'll keep them. You you can have them. And yeah. I was like, oh, these are beautiful curtains. Thank you so much. And then I was like, yo, maybe we should move the curtains to that room. And then she's like, no, 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 don't move these curtains. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. Rick now, flag. being young, not knowing much about buying houses, I kind of asked around, you know, people said, do this, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. Bought the house. The day we removed the curtains, like six months, four months later, realized there's a massive crack in the foundation. <gasps> a crack so big you can see daylight. Daylight. You can no. see daylight. Now, the rule is you can see daylight. They would have to fix it because you obviously messed up. Yeah. So I, I phoned my friend Greg. I said, yo, homie, you're dating a lawyer. What's going on here? Mm. What should I do? No, it was more like, I'm going to sue this mother. 
I'm gonna take them down. down. So Greg says, get your girlfriend on the line. We are, we are, we are taking them down. So Greg says, listen, um, spoke to. I was like, cool. I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk to my friend. <laughs> speak to. He comes back to me because now before I speak to Jane, he speaks to me because I don't want to get charged. I'm cheap like that. <laughs> Jane says, lawyers they'll get you. Jane says, Greg says, Jane spoke. I spoke to Jane and she said, if it's not more than what five hundred thousand, yeah. If, if if you're not gonna get half a million rand out of it, it's not worth don't suing do someone. It. It is not, and she said she was like, it is not worth your while for fifty thousand rand. You'll spend more money suing and going oh. through the litigation process than the money you mm. recoup, and you're going to get grey hairs at the same time. Now the thing is, that's an in, that's a secret that we didn't know that I learned from her because I thought she was going to be like, lucky, I will take you on, I'll take your money, I'll take her money, this, I'll take everybody's yeah. money. I was shocked that she was like, lucky, it's not worth it to get tied up into legal stuff to get to go through all of this is actually it not was an worth honest it. truth about it, her job about her job. And now the thing is, the honest truth about our job that not a lot of people know this is if there's a million people listening and we throw out for a competition, people sometimes don't answer. Yes. Oh, no, no, sometimes don't enter yeah. because they think that everyone is entering. So that I can see our producers nodding their head. In a, in a competition, you might be going, oh, I'll never win. And if a million people are listening, actually only 3,000 yeah. enter. So We're your chances of winning are so high. Yeah. And no one really knows it's that. It's not like the lottery where everybody's playing. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's, it's, and that's a, that's a true... Like secret that we have about our job. What's something about your job that most people don't know? Maybe it's an insight. Maybe it's a truth. Yeah, that when you tell people, they're like, "What? Really?" So don't sue unless you just want, really want to annoy someone. Yeah, and get grey hair over. And it. you have a lot of money. Or uh, into radio competitions, you actually have a high chance of winning. Give us a call, 011-8838-947. Otherwise, just pop us a little WhatsApp voice note. What's something about your job that uh, most people don't know? Achi, tell us, you've yeah. got some secrets about uh, insurance premiums. Good morning, Greg and Lucky. I'm such a big fan of the show, guys. How are you doing? Oh, Good lucky, you, man. man. Thank you. Good, man. First time on radio, guys. I'm actually nervous. Hey, okay, uh, no, don't worry. So what is that secret, Achi? All right, so um, I worked for one of SA's leading insurance companies. Mm-hmm. And, well, you guys don't broadcast to Cape Town, but people that live in the Western Cape get some of the cheapest car insurance from any insurer. Why? I don't know. It, 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 it's seen as a, a, a suburb, a, well, a province with a lower theft rate of vehicles. Oh, uh, yeah, because... And, oh. and a particular vehicle, any particular vehicle. Let's say you and I are both driving the elusive Polo, you know, that everybody says is high risk. Yeah. Mm. If you have a white one, you pay much cheaper insurance than any other vehicle. Yeah, that people, that I know. That yeah, I, that's one wh- thing I do. A white car is yeah, always a goodie. The reason why is because yeah. it's easier to sell. Oh. If well, you, um, they say it's easier to paint. Oh. Uh, you know, if you're in a car accident, so it's easier to paint. It's not as expensive to buy a white paint for... Oh, yes, okay. Yeah. Okay. And another one, another one, and I was very, very surprised by this, guys. Because um, I, I saw it first and I worked um, for two years at one of the, the top insurers. And the, what they actually do is, if you have a better, better credit rating than I do, you get a better car insurance rate than I do. Really? Okay, well then Lucky's screwed. <laughs> yeah, then I'm done. I'm all done. Okay. Okay, Aki, that's great. That's awesome. Thank you, man. Uh, we're talking about the secrets in your job. Uh, Alethea, tell us, uh, you work for a bank. Yes, yes, I do. Good morning, Greg and Lucky. Morning. Good morning. It, What's the secret? So, I work in the home loans department.
department. Yeah. And basically, what people don't know is that when you're doing your application and you are given an interest rate, you can actually negotiate that interest rate, especially if you use like a bond originator and they apply at all other banks. So you can basically compare the interest rates given or the deals given between the <gasps> banks. And then um, also, not only at applications, but let's say you get, you already in, um, your bond is already registered and you don't have the best interest rate, you can always come back to the bank and ask them to re-look at the interest rate that was given to you from the oh. point of registration. Oh, wow. oh I had no idea. You are, you are an <laughs> angel seen from above. Yeah. You are an angel and may the Lord bless your heart. Okay? Because I think I think everyone's like, ooh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to write this down. Straight to the bank. Yeah. In, influx of calls today. Yeah. That is a great secret. Yeah. Keep them wow. coming in. I checked the next competition. I decide to enter everyone's entering because we all think no one's entering. People assume that when you work in finance, you are rich. No. Working with money does not make you rich. Try just radio. makes you wiser. People think that studying a medical degree, all you do is like get into surgery and like do all these cool procedures that you see on like Grey's Anatomy. But no, it's not like that. You actually see bumps and like gross um, things that you already <laughs> imagine every single day. I don't do IT support anymore, but I'd say if you get anyone to fix your computer or to look at a multiple computers or a network, get someone who you can trust because they have access to everything, more than you think. So I'm a contract administrator and we provide a service to the public. We are like really, really busy, but I think I'm just so fast at doing my work and doing it right that I only work a week during the whole month. Greg and Lucky on 947.